So today we are uh, wrapping up our MC Foundations uh, teaching series and our first iteration of our early morning trainings. So we just did our last early morning training this morning before at, at 8.30. We, we, we just finished that up. And um, if you're here and you're like, what's this MC Foundation stuff? MC Foundations has really been a series that kind of started over the last few years. God's been taking us through quite a journey. And the last couple years, there's been a lot of, just as a church family, repentance and healing and transitions and just a lot of stuff. And God's been teaching us a lot of stuff, mainly dependency on him through the season. And we've kind of, at the end of last year, just started asking God, like, what, what are stuff that you're learning now, that we're learning now, that you're wanting us to begin to start teaching and equipping in? Because you're doing some new stuff with us. And so we were asking that. And through that praying and processing with God and with each other, MC Foundations came out of that. Some foundational learnings that have similarities with our past, but also some significant changes in how we want to see communities of people strengthened and, and started with with uh, the gospel through Jesus Christ. And so that, that's how MC Foundations kind of began. And you guys all should have a sheet of paper. Do you guys have that document, this one pager, front and back? Please raise it up. Just, I want to see if at least most of us have it. So, all right, if you don't have it, all right, everybody put your hands, put your sheets up. If you don't have it, lift up your hand, and Kristen will, ooh, glad we asked that question. It's good. He was like, what is he talking about, man? <laughs> He's talking about this document. So, so she's going to go around and show it to you guys. And my purpose, right, with my little bit of time up here is not to uh, go through all this line by line, though this is, very, this is actually really well done and very succinct. Um, but it's still not to go through it line by line. Um, so the hope is, is that you would actually even read over it at home. Please don't spend your morning reading it. You don't have to read over it all right now. But uh, to take it home and read over it. But what I do want to do is touch on it briefly, because I, I, was, I, was, I was meditating on it this week and praying over it and looking at it. I was just really encouraged, really encouraged by some of the things God's teaching us and the journey he's taking us on. And we are going to spend time, you know, to pray through some of this stuff in small groups. But I, I just want to touch on some things right now real quickly that I'm just really encouraged by. When you look at this document, you see, we, we're starting off with the gospel. I'm super encouraged by that. We're, we're not, like, letting go of the gospel. That's God's grace. <laughs> I, I really think so. And that there's this individual and corporate reality. That there's this reality we don't want to let go of, that the gospel says that God has saved us as individuals from being unreconciled to God, to being reconciled to God. He saved us from being children of wrath to children of God through the death of Jesus, his blood sacrificed for us. We are reconciled to God. That's amazing. Really encouraged by that. That's foundational to us. I'm really encouraged too. We also see this other aspect of the gospel, that there's a corporate nature. It's not just individualistic, but it's corporate as well. That God doesn't just save individuals, but he saves a people for a purpose. So we don't just think, oh, he saves us from sin, but he, also, he does that, but he also saves us for a purpose, and that's to see that all life counts and matters, that our work and jobs, our neighborhoods, the things that we do in everyday life, it matters to God, and he wants to get glory through it through us as his people. 
That was encouraging to me to reflect on that. The other thing on here, the union with Christ component, that the gospel at the end of the day brings about this glorious reality that we are united to God, which is insane. That through Christ Jesus and his death for us and his resurrection on our behalf, he unites us with him by the spirit that dwells within us. God in us is the hope of glory, Paul says in Colossians. And because of that, we're united to God the Father and his grace forever. We are always meant to live in a place of his grace and love as his children. We're also, because of that, united to Jesus and his church. That's amazing. I was encouraged by that. We're united. If you're a brother or sister in Christ here, we're really united to each other because we're united to Christ. That's amazing. Like there's a relationship that God created that's more important than your biological family. It's called the family of God. And we're connected to each other. I was encouraged by that. I'm encouraged by the fact that being united to Jesus means we're united to his mission. Jesus is on a mission to make himself known. And because we're united to him, he wants to make disciples of all nations through you, through us, because he's in us to do that. And so we talked about that stuff, and I was just deeply encouraged by that. And then we also talked about how, if you flip the back over, abiding practices, that if we're united to Christ, it really should show up in our life. Because one of the things the Spirit really hit us with is, man, the central thing we want to make central in our missional communities, in our everyday life, is the fact that we get to abide in God, that we are united to him, and he is going to carry out his mission. He sends us with his presence. That's what accomplishes things. It's through him we bear much fruit. And so we talked about what are some practices that we can begin to learn as a community to get our minds around what does it mean that he abides in us and we abide in him? This remaining staying with God kind of stuff. And there's a number of things that were clearly throughout the Bible and specifically to the book of Acts that just seems so predominant and so normative in the Bible. It's like, man, this is stuff we got to talk about. And so we talked about gather, how we minister the presence of Christ to one another, the way we touch and pray for each other and encourage each other. Like that's this being in this room together. We are ministering. God wants to minister his presence through us to each other. Like that's massive. And we talked about how another abiding practice that's key for us, that's foundational for us to grow as a church is reading the scriptures God intended to nourish us with his presence through his word. Nourish, nourish our very soul through his word, through the Bible. We talked about prayer. that We were made to be dependent on God, and prayer is a primary way that we express our dependency and walk that out with God. We talked about praise, praising God. We were created to praise him and rejoice and praise him for him, for his sake alone, for who he is. And we talked about Giving, that giving is a way we, a powerful way, a foundational way, we are to minister God's presence to one another through Jesus who gave his own life for us. We talked about proclaim that the spirit of God is so excited about Jesus, he wants to pour that out of us to others. And then we talked about warring against the devil. I, I finished up with that last week. That Satan, you want to know what Satan's number one aim is? That we wouldn't be about the stuff that we're talking about. Satan does not want us to be about the abiding life. He does not want us to draw near to God. He does not want us to realize the access we have with the almighty living God who loves us and is for us and has given a son for us. He doesn't want us to know that. He doesn't want us to walk in that. We talked about that last week. And I just want to say I, I've been encouraged by this stuff. 
really encouraged by it. Um, 2018, we're gonna, in fact, begin to uh, do another iteration of MC Foundations and the story of God. So we're doing a story of God training, which is what we did this, this past fall before we do the MC Foundations training, which is kind of like a prerequisite the story of God kind of encaptures the whole Bible as one big story where Jesus is the hero and we're a part of it. And so if you haven't been through that, I just want you to know, please put this date on, the, on your calendar, January 21st. We're going to kick this stuff off again because it's super foundational to what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now we want to walk this stuff out in everyday life. So January 21st, and you'll see more information on this stuff. Story of God training in 2018. Then MC Foundation training is going to pick up again right after that. Uh, around March 18th is the date we have on the calendar right now. So please put that on your calendars. If you're a missional community, like that, get that on your calendar. Begin to talk to your missional communities about that. It'll come quicker than you think. This stuff is foundational to us. Now, like it said in the document, this, the, the cement's still wet on this document. We look at this year as just working through this stuff. We're making modifications. We're listening to the Spirit in this. But, what, but there's some central things here that we're holding on to, and that's our union with Christ and abiding in Him. And seeing that as all of life. And we're learning that. And that leads me to like this, this last part I, I want to say. Is that though I'm encouraged, as I was praying through this stuff, I also want to be honest with you and, and say I was really sobered. And humbled by reviewing this stuff. And thinking back at the past fall. And, you know, my leadership and working with this stuff. Really sobered. Really humbled by what we're even talking about. And, and what I mean is, is like, I mean, honestly, if I look back, one of the biggest takeaways for me walking through this stuff is paying attention and realizing how much I don't depend and trust in God in my everyday stuff. It's really easy to talk about dependency and abiding and remaining in God. But man, when you start to really talk about it and then you pay attention to your life, it gets really sobering really quick. And I got hit with that. I think I've been getting hit with it over the last few months, but I'm really getting hit with it, like, wow, man, I feel like a little baby Padawan in this stuff. I'm starting to get into Star Wars recently with my kids, like, I just, I'm loving it, and the Padawan is like this, you know, apprentice under, like, this master Jedi person, for those of you guys who don't know what I'm talking about. Um, what's that? Yeah, Yoda is a master. I would love to learn under Yoda if I was a Jedi uh, Padawan, but, but I, but it's funny, as I was watching some of this, I'm like, man, I feel like so humbled. Like, God is here and he's alive, but if I'm honest, I get so distracted with things. I get distracted with you, with people, and like, God just tends to kind of find himself way over there and just not here with me. You guys know what I'm talking about? Do you feel that sometimes, like, if you're really looking at this stuff? And I, I slip back into old habits of self-reliance and, and thinking, well, I got to use my smarts, I got to use my studies, and I got to use my expertise. And honestly, as I was praying about this, I was, my biggest concern is that we could fall into just doing a really good job of articulating this stuff about abiding without walking out abiding. I, as I was even praying about this stuff, like, I was like, God, like, please don't let this piece of paper be it. Please don't let it end here, like, like with a bunch of great sayings about who you are and what you're like and how we're supposed to operate in this world. Please don't let it end here. Like, this is not, like, we want you. This is helpful, and I hope it's helpful, but I, I think sometimes when we 
articulate our thoughts and really work through things, we kind of feel like we arrived and we're like there and we're good to go. Now let's move on to the next thing. And I just want to say we're not. I'm not. I, I, I want Jesus, man. I want like, I want more of him. I want to walk this stuff out. I don't want to just talk about it. I want to walk in it. Where when I'm looking at you and I'm talking to you, I'm feeling the presence of Jesus and I'm hearing him as I'm listening and, and, and processing with you. I want that. And I want that for this church family. And I believe God wants to give us that. It's like this foundation of childlike faith. Childlike faith. And as I was praying about this stuff, um, the Lord put on my heart a, a, a word that kind of helped capture, at least for me, and I think it might be helpful for us, of, of, of how God loves to minister his presence. And, and the word almighty came to mind. And what I want to do now, I'm, I'm prepping our time, these next like five minutes, for us to kind of get ready for some prayer that we're going to do. Abe and Alex are going to come up here, and we're going to get into groups, and we're going to do some times of prayer together through this stuff, that God would work in this stuff. Because we can't do this. It ain't about walking through this sheet and just doing a bunch of stuff. It's getting with God and abiding in him because he's abiding in us. And prayer is so key to that. So we're going to spend some time praying. But before we do that, the Spirit just put on my heart, man, let's like prepare for that. Because sometimes we can even go through the motions in prayer. It's like, okay, Randy, talk through the document. We're going to circle up, get in our little groups, and we're going to do some prayers. And the whole time our mind's active and our mouth is active, but our like heart is so disconnected from God. I don't know if you've ever done that. Have you ever done that? Like talk about God stuff process God stuff, but you're kind of going through the motions, you're not even engaged with the living God who's here and wants to manifest himself to you. And so I just felt that on our hearts. Like, I don't want us to go through the motions. I think this is, this is huge. Let's not pray and talk about this abiding stuff without engaging God at a heart level. And so the word almighty came to my mind. And what was cool, he kind of gave me a, a picture of um, um, the thought of my kids, my little kids. They will run to me for protection. They'll run to me for affirmation. They'll run for me. They'll run to me for a lot. Did I say run from? I meant run to. They run to me with help. They're in danger. They come to daddy. They're scared. They come to daddy. They want to be affirmed. They come to daddy. They see me as like, I'm I'm this unstoppable force then. I'm like this big bad. My kids are really little, so they don't know yet. But like, I'm, I'm a super strong guy. And they feel safe in my presence. And God just gave me that picture like, man, how much more big and glorious and magnificent and mighty God is. He's the mighty God. Do we know him as the mighty God in our prayers? Because I'll tell you, there's a big difference. There's a way to pray where God's like limpy, gimpy, wimpy, and off to the side. And there's a way to pray like we are encountering the holiness of God who created the heavens and earth and who is gonna come again and restore all things and make it new. There's a way to engage and encounter God that way. And he is intended to be encountered that way. And so I just, he just gave me a couple things that I want to just stir our hearts, hopefully up by the power of the Spirit, by the Spirit's help, um, and to fix our gaze on, on the living Jesus who's almighty. And so I would love to ask you to do this. Close your eyes. I'd love for you to close your eyes. I'm just going to on my knees here, and I'm going to pray through some stuff, and I just want you to be where you're at and just focus and pay attention to, 
to God and to, to what I'm saying, and I, I just trust that God's just going to prepare our hearts however he wants to. Revelation 1-7, behold, he, Jesus, is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him. Even those who pierced him and all the tribes of the earth will wail on account of him. Even so, amen. And Jesus says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and was and who is to come. The Almighty, he calls himself. You, Jesus, are the Almighty. One day you are going to come and every eye will be on you. You, your presence. There's going to be wailing because of judgment. Jesus, you have absolute power over all. Your power is unlimited. Your importance is is of utmost importance. There's no one more important than you. Jesus, you are the only one we can trust with our lives. You hold our lives in your hands. You know our beginning and you know our end. You know it all, and you hold it all in your hands. We have no idea what tomorrow even holds. We don't. We don't know if this day is the last one or if there's a hundred more days or a thousand more. We we have no idea, but you know, and we are in your hands. You are almighty God. God, you are so holy. The seraphims, these powerful angels that are fiery and just powerful. They have to cover up their heads. They have to cover up their feet in your presence. And all they can say is, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. His whole earth, the whole earth is full of your glory. That's what we call, that's what we say, God, is you're holy. In your presence, you're holy. You are big. You are mighty. You are here. Let us not limit your power. Let us not limit your your magnificence, your glory. Nothing is more important than you. Holy, holy, holy are you, Jesus, almighty. Oh God, would you reveal in your presence, anything that's hindering us from enjoying you more, worshiping you more. You are worthy of our worship. You alone are worthy of that. Oh God, anything that's getting in the way of seeing you right now in your holiness and in your might, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, you would remove it. Would you help us see you as you are high and lift it up, the train of your robe filling the temple. God, would you give us eyes to see that now? And Jesus, would, we, would you show us, would you show our sin? Would you show our brokenness? And would we not flee from you, but would we run to you with it? Because we see that in your great might, you sent Jesus to be the perfect atoning sacrifice for our sins so that we could relish and praise you and bow down before you and not be struck down, but just worship you in adoration and be filled with your might and strength and protection because of Jesus. Would you bring that about by your Holy Spirit, Lord? Oh, Jesus, be high and lift it up. God, we offer this this, this piece of paper to you. We offer what we're doing this morning to you. We want to meet with you. 
We want to be led by you. Jesus, reveal, reveal in our hearts where we are not giving stuff over to you. Reveal in our hearts. Show sin. Show brokenness. Show wounds and hurts. Thank you that you're the great, mighty healer. You're the great, mighty redeemer. You're the savior. Show those things because only in you can they be, can healing happen. Only in you can we receive forgiveness. It's not in other things. It's only in you. With your eyes closed, go ahead and take a minute right now and just sit with God. And I want you to, wherever the power of the Spirit's leading, giving stuff over to him, repenting, asking for forgiveness, thanking him, crying out to him, whatever he might lead you to do just between you and God, I want you just to take a minute and work and process and pray and talk to him. Bless you, Jesus. Bless you. We love you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for speaking. Thank you for using your might and your power to lay down your life for us, to speak life into us, to convict us, to challenge us, to grow us. Because, God, we want to be sent. We want to be used, and your intention is to make us mighty warriors in your kingdom, to spread your good news to all the land, all the peoples. But God, apart from getting up close to your might and seeing you high and lifted up, we got nothing. So I thank you for the way you minister your presence through your spirit, because we need you. We need you. And for anyone here who thinks otherwise, oh God, would you, would you grace them? with the knowledge of you through the Spirit. Because apart from your Holy Spirit, there's no conviction. Apart from your, your Spirit, there's no transformation. So Holy Spirit, would you move despite our weaknesses, our limitations, our frailties, our brokenness. Would you work? Oh God, would you work? Oh, prepare our hearts, Lord. Prepare our hearts. Would you, would you give us eyes of faith right now as we pray? Would we pray with faith? Would we pray in a way where we look at this paper and see beyond it and see you high and lifted up, you, your plan, your work for your glory. God, would you give us unction in our groups to pray with fervor, to pray with urgency, to pray with hunger and thirst for you and for your work to be done through the land and through our hearts. There's nothing more important. There's nothing of more of a higher priority than to, than to be with you, than to abide in you, to seek you as God's people. God, but we know when we pray in faith, oh man, oh man, that moves heaven and earth. Things happen. People get saved. People get transformed. Your name gets lifted up. It's through prayer. Oh, God, would you fill us right now with your spirit to believe that? Will we not let our circumstances, our history dictate or put limitations on your power and might and what you say in your word? Would we believe? Would you help our unbelief, Lord, right now in this? Fill us up, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We praise you. It's in your name we pray. Amen. You mentioned we will be moving into groups to pray here in just a second. Had a thought or two that I wanted to share before we move into groups as Randy was talking. My 
my kids are all either in middle school or high school, except for Abby, who's out of high school, but in their classes, sometimes on the board, a teacher will write something called a do now. And so they come into the classroom and they have to sit down in, in the classroom and clearly on the board is like, do this right now. And it's a small, simple, quick assignment, do now. I think that our challenge as a church family has never been really good theology, really good teaching, really good articulation, really good content. Our challenge has been we have taken documents and content like this and we have seen it as a do now. Like, oh, I just go do this. And I want us to see it as a pray now. Like, don't just fold this thing up and go, oh, okay, now I just go check these things off the list, and that's how we go make disciples. That's methodolatry. We repented of that. We don't want to do that again. So instead, we're going to take this and we're going to say, oh, this is, this is helpful stuff, but unless you give us power and strength, Jesus, we might as well grab a different sheet of paper and try to do that. It doesn't matter which sheet of paper we, well, it does, but we can grab a lot of different good sheets of paper and do those, and we're going to end up in the same place we were before. It's not about do now. It's about pray now, okay? So we're going to get into groups of four, five, or six around the room. If you're not comfortable praying, that's fine. You get to listen in as the others around you pray. If you're not even sure what you believe about Jesus, this is going to be an awesome opportunity for you to hear what other people believe about Jesus. Really, sincerely, you can sit there and just listen and pay attention to what's going on. We are going to have some music playing lightly in the background during this time, um, just because we realize some of you might be pretty uncomfortable in these times, and so we're trying to soften the blow a little bit. But get into groups of four or five, and you're going to pray for about five minutes. There'll be some music playing in the background. And then the band's going to bring us out of that prayer time. We're going to sing a song that's related to what we just prayed about. I'll give you another thought, send you back to your groups to pray. We'll pray for five minutes, sing, and that's what we're going to do for the next half hour or so. Okay, so what you're going to pray about right now is stuff on page one. So you're going to either pray about the gospel, pretty broad there, a lot, a lot to work with there, okay? Or, and or, pray about union with Christ, so union with Christ might mean maybe we pray John 15. Jesus, tell me what it means to be, to abide in you. I don't know what that means. I want to abide in you. Help me abide in you. Teach me what it means. We might pray that. We might pray Galatians 2.20, one of my life verses. I have been crucified with Christ, and it is therefore no longer I who live, but Jesus Christ lives in me. So pray like, Jesus, remind me that you live in me. I'm, it's not me who lives anymore. It's you. Teach me what that means. See, at, what's happening right now as a church, we're getting desperate. We're saying, Jesus, unless you come and show up and do this in and through us, it doesn't matter. We can show up every Sunday for the next hundred years if Jesus waits that long and go through the religious motions. That's not what we want to do. That's not what we want to do. We want to say, Jesus Christ, fill me, not just now, but tomorrow and the next day and the next day and the next day in my job, at my school, in my neighborhood, with my friends, with my spouse or my kids, if I have those people in my life, fill me, Jesus Christ. Okay, so go ahead and move. In groups four or five, man, you guys can 
rally to here. You guys can get where you're going to get to pray. And I will, once you're, once you're where you're at, Tim will fire up a little bit of music, and I will just do a real short prayer just to kind of push us off the dock. And we'll give you a few minutes to pray. I think four or five is ideal because we're not praying super long, only about five minutes. But if it's a bigger group, that's fine too. So Jesus, you already used Randy to help make us aware of the power of your presence here among us. Hear our prayers. We give us a sense of desperation. Give us a hunger for you. Even in our prayers, we don't want to go through the motions. Holy Spirit, fill us even for prayer that we, the words that come out of our mouths would be things that are prompted by you. So guide us and lead us now in these minutes prayer. Thank you, Father, that you hear us. Hear our prayers, Jesus.